Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 58. Father, we thy loving children lift our hearts in joy today, knowing well that thou wilt keep us ever in thy blessed way. Thou art love and thou art wisdom. Thou art life and thou art all. In thy spirit, living, moving, we shall neither faint nor fall. Hymn number 58.
If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website. And on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is The Child of God, and the readings will now be given by Gary. I will read from the Bible. John. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then, first after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus, and sought to slay him, because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered them, My Father worketh hitherto, and I work. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, 
and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. If the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Philippians for it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom Ye shine as lights in the world. I will read correlative passages from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. Bible Lessons But as many as received him... To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. 
John 1, 12 and 13. Here the apostle assures us that man has power to become the son of God. Is man's spiritual sonship a personal gift to man? Or is it the reality of his being in divine science? Man's knowledge of this grand verity gives him power to demonstrate his divine principle, which in turn is requisite in order to understand his sonship or unity with God, good. When we understand man's true birthright, that he is born not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, we shall understand that man is the offspring of spirit and not of the flesh. Recognize him through spiritual and not material law and regard him as spiritual and not material. His sonship, referred to in the text, is his spiritual relation to deity. It is not, then, a personal gift, but is the order of divine science. The Apostle urges upon our acceptance this great fact, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Mortals will lose their sense of mortality, disease, sickness, sin, and death in the proportion that they gain the sense of man's spiritual pre-existence as God's child, as the offspring of good, and not of God's opposite, evil, or a fallen man. Self-renunciation of all that constitutes a so-called material man and the acknowledgement and achievement of his spiritual identity as the child of God is science that opens the very floodgates of heaven, whence good flows into every avenue of being, cleansing mortals of all uncleanness, destroying all suffering, and demonstrating the true image and likeness. There is no other way under heaven whereby we can be saved, and man be clothed with might, majesty, and immortality. As many as received him, as accept the truth of being. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. The spiritualization of our sense of man opens the gates of paradise that the so-called material senses would close and reveals man infinitely blessed, upright, pure, and free 
having no need of statistics by which to learn his origin and age, or to measure his manhood, or to know how much of a man he ever has been. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Man has no underived power. That selfhood is false, which opposes itself to God, claims another father, and denies spiritual sonship. But as many as receive the knowledge of God in science must reflect in some degree the power of him who gave and giveth man dominion over all the earth. You can never demonstrate spirituality until you declare yourself to be immortal and understand that you are so. Christian science is absolute. It is neither behind the point of perfection nor advancing towards it. It is at this point and must be practiced therefrom. Unless you fully perceive that you are the child of God, hence perfect, you have no principle to demonstrate and no rule for its demonstration. Man in science, is as perfect and immortal now as when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. With Christ, life was not merely a sense of existence, but a sense of might and ability to subdue material conditions. No wonder people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. As defined by Jesus, life had no beginning, nor was it the result of organization or of an infusion of power into matter. To him, Life was spirit. Truth, defiant of error or matter, is science, dispelling a false sense and leading man into the true sense of selfhood and godhood, wherein the mortal does not develop the immortal, nor the material the spiritual but wherein true manhood and womanhood go forth in the radiance of eternal being and its perfections, unchanged and unchangeable. Christ Jesus reckoned man in science, having the kingdom of heaven within him. He spake of man not as the offspring of Adam, a departure from God, or his lost likeness, but as God's child, 
Spiritual love makes man conscious that God is his Father. And the consciousness of God as love gives man power with untold furtherance. Then God becomes to him the all-presence, quenching sin, the all-power, giving life, health, holiness, the all-science, all-law and gospel. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the repetition of the Lord's Prayer. Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 135. I know no life divided, O Lord of life, from thee. In thee is life provided for all mankind and me. I know no death, O Father, because I live in thee. Thy life it is that frees us from death eternally. Hymn number 135. <coughs>
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. People from all over the world have found our church, and we are sincerely thankful for each and every one of you who have found us. We maintain an inspiring and enlightening website, plainfieldcs.com, that is constantly being updated with fresh and timely items to read, study, and listen to. In fact, we have a number of websites in several different languages. This is our missionary work, and it brings Mary Baker Eddy's revelation of Christian science to people in countries all around the world. Everyone is welcome to look through our websites. They are all free of charge. Since we just had a Bible study last Saturday morning, our next Bible study will be the Saturday after next. That's on April 17th. The Bible study questions will be posted on the church website and may already be there. So check them out and join us next Saturday, April 17th at 10 a.m. for a lively discussion. On Sundays, we begin at 10 a.m with our roundtable discussion, and then our church service begins at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who doesn't live in the area and would like to attend, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number, and we'll be very happy to welcome your child. And we also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services, so be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description or, of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind when you do, we are going to be able to hear you 
as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place, and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Dave from Florida, go ahead, please. Yeah, hi. Um, I just want to say I'm grateful that this church is obeying God's law and practicing Christian science the way Mrs. Eddy intended it to be done. That's why it's so successful, and I'm grateful to be a member here and for all the Christian science as its practice here has done for me. It's taught me, as we've heard in the readings tonight, that I am a child of God, and it literally saved my life. I can't be grateful enough, and I'm grateful for the practitioners, for Mary Baker Eddy, and for everything this church is doing. And thank you for those great readings. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy. I am very grateful to be a member of this church and for all the blessings I have gained through studying Christian science here in Plainfield. When I think of all the healings I've had here, it makes me realize that I used to accept a lot of lies about myself. So I took a lot of time today thinking of all the healings and blessings that could only have come through Christian science and working with my practitioner here to make sure I'm truly grateful. And I just wrote down a few things about that. I now feel like I am a worthwhile part of God's creation with a place and purpose. I feel peace every day. And if something comes in that tries to d disturb that peace, I have this science to handle it with, so I can once again be useful to God. I no longer try to make people happy. I have learned that as long as I am loyal to God, all is well. I no longer worry about the future, because I know He has it all in control. I just need to listen to Him each day and take action as He directs. I also don't need to feel personally responsible for my adult children because I know that God is the father and mother of us all. And with all the wonderful work that this church has given me, I've learned to truly rely on God for every step. I know for a fact that it is God's guidance that has been with me because this work is so far beyond anything I could have done before. It has to be God that is guiding, guarding, and governing this church. No person or group of people could do all of this. I'm very grateful for Christian Science, for regular practitioner support, and for all this, this church offers and stands for. It's a great blessing to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Joanne from Florida, go ahead, please. Thank you so much, Gary, for those beautiful readings. I was not raised in Christian Science, but was brought up in a religion where I was taught that I was a sinful, hopeless mortal. And it wasn't until many years ago, I literally got on my knees in prayer and desperation and asked God to help me, and he did. Three days later, I came to a service here in Plainfield Church, and it changed my life forever. Here, I was taught Mrs. Eddy's pure Christian science, that God was not a God of fear, but of infinite love. And as the loved child of God, 
I was not condemned, but, quote, was infinitely blessed, upright, pure, and free, end quote, as was said in the readings tonight. This teaching and the prayers of a practitioner here brought me health, financial security, loving companionship, hopefulness, and mental stability. But best of all, I gained a love for and a trust in God that I had never had before. I began to understand that God was not a God of fear or condemnation, but a God of infinite love, and that as his loved idea, I was made to reflect this love. I can never be grateful enough for what I was taught in this church, for all the practitioner help that I've received, and to Mrs. Eddy for discovering Christian science. I'm grateful to be here in this love tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Bruce. In our lesson this week, we have uh, excerpts from the 91st Psalm, and it includes one verse that goes, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all his ways. (coughs) And... uh, can't imagine anybody not being comforted by that, to think that God's angels are with us, each of us, individually and collectively. Well, I had a chance to use that this week. Earlier this week, I was going to help somebody uh, with an inspection with some of his work, and the inspector was noted for being pretty difficult and not very pleasant. So I prayed before I went over there, and I said, you know, Persons and personalities have nothing to do with this. It doesn't matter which uh, part of the deal they represent. The only thing that matters is that God be reflected and God operating through each person, whoever it may be. And I just kept that picture in my mind and it gave me a picture of God's angels guiding each person to do and say whatever is appropriate. Therefore, I went in uh, expecting nothing but just simple, honest truth-telling. When the inspector showed up, he must have been done in five minutes, and it was very pleasant, and uh, we passed the inspection. So I'm very thankful for God and how good he is, and the fact that we have his healing truth in the Bible and science and health and Christian science. I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. Thank you for the beautiful music. I am grateful tonight to be learning clear and correct Christian science given to us by Mary Baker Eddy so that we can be positive healing presence in our world. I'm also grateful to be learning to see myself and others through the eyes of God with his qualities not as limited personalities with problems, especially the people that are close to me when we see their weaknesses up close and it gets, uh, it feels more real, more difficult to let go. One day after speaking with uh, my practitioner about a reaction that I had to another's behavior, she reminded me that what I expect is what I get. I was told to take time until I got my peace back. 
I listened to several audios from our website. One was from Addresses by Martha Wilcox, titled, Our Practice Governed by Our Viewpoint. There was a paragraph particularly called man, Perfect Man and Perfect Universe, where she states, quote, It is most important that we as Christian scientists maintain a correct interpretation of ourselves and others and the things of our universe. End quote. This whole chapter was about the spiritual vision, and it was very powerful and helped me a lot. At the same time, I was healed very quickly of pain under one of my eyes that I had suffered for several days, and there were symptoms of infection. All the symptoms completely vanished. I am most grateful for the lesson in keeping my peace, loving myself and my neighbor, based on the precepts from Jesus' teaching and Mary Baker Eddy's writings, the science of the Christ, and the laws of the universe that when we align with them bring peace, joy, comfort, healing, and blessings. I thank God for Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, my practitioner, and this church. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. This evening, my gratitude is for the Plainfield Christian Child Science Church Independent and the teaching that goes out to bless the whole wide world, and also for my practitioner's patient, prayerful support in how I am working daily to stay in the love of God with poise and stately going. Online, in the article day by Bicknell Young, it states, one line, Quote, when you declare the unfoldment of God's day, plan, and purpose, that is healing for today, end quote. In practicing these truths more diligently, the results have been amazing. I actually turn to God and wait for ideas to come rather than trying to plan by myself. Sometimes I even have to wait right up to the minute before an answer or an idea comes when I need it. All this has been worth it because the peace I feel in waiting on God has been very comforting. There have been some moments while in the middle of a project when I have to say to myself, calm down, slow down, and I do just that, and then things go smoothly. <coughs> I look forward to keep practicing trusting God with every detail in my daily life. Thank you for this beautiful service and the readings on being the child of God. Thank you. Thank you. Susan from Massachusetts, go ahead, please. Thank you for the inspiring readings and service. I am very grateful for Christian science and for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy for all they have done to help us understand this practical science. I am grateful to be learning what a loving and kind God we have and that we can turn to him for guidance in every detail of our lives. I have found recently if thoughts of worry or stress come, that when I look to him and ask for help, instead of continuing down a negative path, 
an idea comes or a solution takes place that resolves whatever I was worried about. I am very grateful for the teaching in this church and for all I am learning here. I am especially grateful for practitioner support and for the wonderful music in this church. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Kara from New Mexico. Go ahead, please. Thank you for the wonderful readings. Um, I love that we're taught here at Plainfield to tune into the one mind every morning by affirming that there is only one mind and that that mind is our mind and everyone's mind. So this morning as I was tuning in, the thought came, I wish I could hear mind loud and clear right now. I really need that. And this thought was immediately followed by a feeling of disappointment that wanted me to believe that God doesn't come through loud and clear as often as I seem to hear static. But, and this is the cool part, because my dial had already been tuned into mind, I immediately realized that that thought did not come from the one mind, but rather was animal magnetism trying to make me fall for the lie that I have a separate mind that might or might not hear what is needed. And then right after that, a wonderful memory came through. So I've always loved sports, playing and watching them. And as a kid, I really loved my home baseball team. When I was 16, I lived overseas, and this beloved team of mine made it to the World Series. But of course, in those days, the games weren't on international TV. But I found it would be broadcast on armed service radio in the middle of the night. So I borrowed a transistor radio, and I set my alarm, and I went out into the hall so I wouldn't wake anyone. Now, the only place I could get a signal was under this dormer window, and I couldn't move at all or I would lose the signal. And then even when I was totally still, the only way I could hear it was through an opera broadcast. So needless to say, I was definitely tempted to bag the whole thing and go back to sleep, but I didn't. I listened to that game and all the other games, crouched under that dormer window with my ear to the radio, listening to my beloved team through opera arias. And that has always been one of my favorite memories. And remembering it this morning helped me see that no matter how much interference tries to deter us, love will make sure that we tune in to the one mind. And because that one mind is all in all, we are all going to hear precisely how and what and why we need to hear, which of course is exactly what happened this morning. I did hear mind loud and clear through that memory. So tuning in each morning like this helps us all to remember to keep tuned in all day, to adjust our dials when we need, and to remember that Radio Free God is the only channel we ever need. I'm, I'm so grateful for this teaching and uh, for all the practitioner support, for the daily duties that, that we are uh, taught to obey, all the incredible material on the website that helps us remember our work and our watching, and of course, for the wonderful readings and testimonies on these Wednesday evenings, and I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Lil. <laughs> Thank you for those wonderful readings and the beautiful music. My life has been so blessed since God brought me to this independent Christian Science Church many years ago. 
I've had so many wonderful blessings. And recently, um, I had to go to the store to replace my steam iron to do a project for church. I went to a nearby store and was so grateful that there was a sales lady available to help me choose a model to meet my needs. I then went up to the checkout area of the store to pay for it. I went to the register to pay when I was told I cut into the line. There was another customer I hadn't noticed. She was so kind and said it was okay. When I was paying, the other customer so blessed me. She asked if I had a coupon to apply for payment. I said, no, I didn't. She said she had a few and offered me one. I just couldn't stop thanking her. Wow, this was just so loving. I cut in ahead of her and then she gives me a coupon. That was totally God at work. I'll never forget this. Thank you, God. I'm so grateful for our loving Father, for Christ Jesus, for Mary Baker Eddy, for practitioner help, for giving us this wonderful, blessed way of life. Thank you. Thank you. When I was kind of new here, um, my family and I was going to drive down to the shore for the day. Um, I was talking to a practitioner about it, and the practitioner said to remember to handle congestion. Um, she said, just like you handle congestion from a cold, it works on traffic congestion too. I never thought of anything like that, and I never thought anything could be done for the traffic on the Garden State Parkway, which was always mobbed and, and a lot of traffic jams. I was thrilled. Um, it was the best trip that we'd ever had. The um, traffic just kept moving. It was not overly crowded. There were no congestion at all. And the whole day was, was beautiful. It was such a lift and such a, a wonderful new view of driving and of traffic and so on. And it was really, it, it really changed, changed my way of thinking in a lot of ways. I'm so very grateful for Christian Science and for all the practitioner help that I've had over the years, and very grateful for these readings tonight. Thank you very much. Sharon. When I was new to this church uh, and working with a practitioner, I started having healings. And I told the practitioner they were wonderful, but I would never give a testimony because I did not speak in front of crowds. And she laughed. And I thought, why is she laughing? And then she said, when you're grateful enough, you will give a testimony. Well, within a short time, I was able to give testimonies. And I also found that being out in the public, I was able to speak to people and at the office, wherever I went, I was no longer as they would say, bashful. I am just so grateful for Christian science. It heals everything. And gratitude is a main um, thing that we need to express and feel in our hearts. I'm grateful for this church, Christian science, 
practitioner help, and the beautiful readings tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Gary, go ahead, please. And Sharon hasn't stopped being grateful ever since. <laughs> I owe a debt of great thanks to Christian Science and to a practitioner and teacher of Christian Science in this church for helping me not to be a patsy. It was here in this church that I learned that there is a battle seems to be going on between good and evil. And we have the privilege and the duty to stand on the right side of that battle if we want to have a happy and a healthy life. The idea that we have to fight for what is right was something that I learned in this church. I didn't really didn't really have a good concept of it before I came to this church. Uh, when, the, when Mrs. Evans, our teacher, first told me that there was a battle going on and told me of the importance of being on the right side of that battle, I didn't like the idea that there had to be a battle in the first place. I had this misconception that Christian scientists were supposed to be nice and diplomatic and get along with everybody and work things out peacefully. And as a result, I had some serious problems in my life, in relationships, in business, and it affected my health, all because I was far too willing to be soft on things that were wrong. I was more concerned about hurting people's feelings than whether things were being done right or not. Well, shortly after working with Mrs. Evans on this, um, I began to see how selfish I was. And I began, I began to understand what Jesus meant when he said, I am not come to bring peace, but a sword. And I woke up one morning a changed person, realizing that to be so concerned about hurting people's feelings was really gross selfishness. And it was not obeying God principle. It was not love. It was not anything good about it. Well, one by one, the problems that this had caused relationships and business and even my health, one by one, those problems were healed in Christian science. But they were healed as a result of my having to change my thinking. And since I have accepted that there is a battle going on, and that I have the privilege and responsibility of standing for what is right, I've become a lot more confident that God is in control of my life. I found a peace that I never knew before. I'm not so concerned about hurting people's feelings because I know that evil is not something. It's neither person, place, nor thing. It needs to be detected and it needs to be destroyed. <clears throat> 
And if someone's feelings get hurt as a result of the destruction of evil, well, good. It'll wake them up. And that is divine love. So I thank Mrs. Evans for helping me to see what I need to do. I thank Mary Baker Eddy for fighting the battle before us and winning and showing us what we need to do. It's great to be here tonight and to be with you all. Thank you. Nancy, New Jersey. Nancy from New Jersey. Go ahead, please. Good evening. I just wanted to express my gratitude for the service this evening. Thank you, Gary, for the very beautiful and meaningful readings on being the child of God, for the wonderful music, and for all the inspiring testimonies tonight. I'm so very grateful for my practitioner's strong and steadfast support. I am deeply grateful for Christian science for Christ Jesus, for Mary Baker Eddy, and for this Plainfield Church. And I'm very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Craig, go ahead, please. I thank God for the music. You're always so inspiring. And for the readings that were given today. Also so educating. When I, I'm here now in this church for some time, and I thank God I finally found my place and felt like in the world and what I was doing was worthwhile. I thank God. I just finished reading the chapter on Genesis, and I thank God that oh God made everything, the heaven and the earth. <laughs> and it has helped me so much in my watches, because everything God made is like him, as Mary Baker already says, and it's good. And she goes on to say that she goes on to say that whatever he exists in separate from divinity, science explains as impossible. And and it just keeps reminding me that God can't be separated from anything he created. And he created all. And in my watches it just feels like, well, he's doing good and Nothing can overturn or undo it. And I've got such a great peace. And, and no matter what, just nothing can overturn that truth. So simple is science, is Christian science, that good can't be separated from God. And uh, it just makes me feel like I, I can be effective in this work. I'm grateful for the teachings and for all the examples and seeing that God wants us to be uh, the salt of the earth, as Christ Jesus said, wake people up as necessary, for love, and to be a light to show healing and, and good works. This is just a very satisfying way of living, and I thank God for Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you, Gary, for the grand verity in those readings tonight, the truth about who we are. This truth becomes our two plus two is four, which we gradually make our own. And when we become very grateful and respectful enough for the scientific facts therein, we learn to cherish it enough 
to watch, not to allow anything to violate it. One writer writes that we must be scientific in our treatment, that to declare God is all and then think we have someone or something to heal, a disease to get rid of, or a situation over which to make a demonstration is not scientific. This is a big lesson for all of us, and I must say I am so grateful to learn it and for what Christian science has taught me over the years about myself and about all mankind for the precious understanding that we are the perfect beloved children of God. And I'm so grateful for all the other testimonies. I have a testimony from Ghana, West Africa. She writes, I would like to share this healing experience with much gratitude. For some time I have felt some shortness of breath on and off during my morning walks. I did not pray about it. I ignored it because it was just on and off. Well, about two weeks ago, when I started walking, I couldn't breathe at all, not through my mouth or my nose. I was gripped with fear and was panting so much, but I decided to go for the walk anyway, not through willpower, but with the conviction that it is malicious animal magnetism telling me a lie God doesn't know anything about. Before leaving the house, I sent a message to my practitioner and asked for help. My first sentence to her was, please help me. Because of the time difference, I knew she might not be able to see it immediately, but that she would respond as soon as she saw, saw it. I was walking slowly and kept on asking God to open my eyes to see that I could help myself. I repeated, least recited, the first two lines of Mary Baker Eddy's poem, Shepherd, show me how to go over the hillside steep. I went a few steps at a time and then sat on a ledge of boulder blocks nearby. Resting and walking, I completed half of my usual route and went back home. When I got home, I worked with the heart that beats mostly for self is seldom alight with love, which is from Miscellany 160. Then I received a message from my practitioner who said, Perfect God has a perfect manifestation and also asked me to ponder the scientific statement of being. She also mentioned to hold thoughts steadfastly to the enduring, the good and the true, and you will bring these into your experience proportionably to the occupancy of your thoughts. Science and Health, page 261. She said, to focus on <clears throat> permanently identifying with my true being, that perfection which does not animate imperfection, and that's from Science and Health 243, line 31 to 32. It was clear to me it is mortal mind with no image, which is telling me I have a heart that is not functioning properly because of my age, and the fact that it's hereditary and other things. The following morning, I decided I would go out for the walk and stay. I would not go out for the walk and stayed at home, but the fear had left and I knew all was well. The third day, 
I got up as usual, and I felt whatever it was had disappeared. I went for my walk, and this time covered the usual route. I kept on thanking God and being grateful to Mrs. Eddie, the, my practitioner in this church, which shares so much to open our eyes to the absolute Christian science that Mrs. Eddie intended it to be. I am very grateful for all the love and sharing, which is making it easier to change my thought and therefore my ways in a lot of things. Mary. Good evening, everyone. This is from our church website bulletin board, Virginia. Thank you so much for this week's lesson sermon on reality and the accompanying Bible study material to use as we study and pray this Easter Resurrection Week. Of course, this was written last week. It is a holy process as we learn the joy and freedom in following Jesus. Thank you also for those clear and powerful readings on Wednesday, March 31st, with the theme, We Should Obey God's Government and Laws. The testimonies certainly bear witness to the blessings of looking to God and His law. The March 2021 Love is the Liberator theme, Pray Without Ceasing, also gives history, instruction, and proofs of how and why this prayer is essential. What a joy to spend time with this issue. The practice of watches in this church has aided in making this prayer a basic part of life. Thank you to all who contribute to this mission. Florida, thank you so much for today's Bible study session on Holy Week. It gave me a deeper and more reverent appreciation of what Jesus went through during those sacred final days such wonderful and humbling lessons to learn from those Bible passages covered. Thank you to our moderator, practitioners, and all who participated. Pennsylvania, the Saturday Bible study was simply awesome. Thank you, Thomas, for your diligent work in preparing for and executing the study. As others have said, the timeline was a special blessing Thank you also to all who supported and helped the process. God was clearly at the helm. And then an email from Sweden. I just received a letter that made me very glad. Thank you for membership in the Plainfield Christian Science Church. It really means a lot to be a member. Thank you for all of the good inspiration your homepage and YouTube channel gives us all. Writings such as watches and lesson sermon quarterly from you are valuable indeed. They are life-changing. Many warm thanks. And we warmly welcome you as a new member, all the way from Sweden, that's wonderful. And this is an email from North Carolina, um, written on April 4th. The roundtable this morning was incredibly helpful, not only inspirational, but grounded in the science I know and love, and which I haven't heard in a very long time. Everyone brings just a little different aspect to the conversation, so points are fully understandable. In addition, and most importantly, the personal applications are a great comfort. 
They give me strength and encourage a hopeful attitude towards handling my own challenges so that I may be of better service to the world. The reading of the golden text and responsive reading today especially penetrated my heart in a way that will be lasting. Much love to all of you who make these teachings available in such a beautiful, artful, and accessible way. And then Mexico. Hi, happy to say hello to you once more. I finally finished the translation of the 500 watching points into Spanish. Attached, you will find the final version. I send it to you with so much gratitude to God for this opportunity he gave me to finish this work started some time ago in his service. The rereading and revision combined with the sessions and services at the Plainfield Church have been very helpful and a blessing to me. It has been like a new birth into true Christian science. And I thank God for this and for all the work you do in the church for the world. It is a great mission. And we thank you too for your translating work. All right, and then lastly, this is a testimony from Missouri. Testimony, Jumpin' Jack Flash, no age. (laughs) Mrs. Eddy defines time in the glossary in part as mortal measurements, limits, error, and year as a solar measurement of time, mortality, pages 595 and 598. This past Sunday's roundtable discussion regarding the fact that there is no age, no time, no years, and no death reminded me of a realization that I had one day that has blessed me and all the horses, dogs, and cats that have been part of my life since then. The lesson that week had the story to which was alluded to on Sunday, which is recorded in our textbook on page 245. It explains how a woman was disappointed in love her early years so that she lost all account of time. In summary, as a result of believing that she was still living in the same hour which she parted from her lover, she took no note of years and never manifested the typical effects of age. In fact, when she was 70 years old, she had no care face, no wrinkles, nor gray hair, and some who were unacquainted with her history conjectured that she must be under 20. On this particular day, I had just read the lesson with this account prior to heading out to the stable where I worked. As I walked by a turnout paddock where the oldest pony that I owned and used for teaching and riding lessons was standing, it occurred to me that a horse has no idea what year it is, much less an hour, a day, a week, or a month. Therefore, I reasoned that just like the woman who never aged, because she lost all account of time, this pony named Flash could also never manifest any of the typical signs of aging because he had no account of time at all. He had no idea that he or we are supposed to begin to change in a negative way with each passing year, according to human belief. In that moment of inspiration, This was such a common-sense realization of fact in my thought 
and for it I am forever grateful. That pony lived a spunky life for many years and didn't pass on until the ripe old age of 39, which is thought to be extraordinary to human sense, especially for horses. Ever since this common sense and logical fact dawned on me, I have endeavored to know this truth consistently, not only for myself, but for all my beloved four-legged family members, and for others as well. Over the years, I owned many horses and ponies at my training and boarding stable, and never had any veterinary treatments given to any of them, aside from those required by law. And the average age of all the horses and ponies that boarded at my stable was substantially higher than those of other stables, where the truth, Mrs. Eddy teaches us, that there is no time, no years, and thus no aging, had not been acknowledged. I am so grateful for the unceasing dedication, sincerity, and humility of the Plainfield Church members, who were such clear-thinking Christian science workers, and whose obvious and reverent love for our Father, Mother, God, our way-shower, Christ Jesus, and our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, is so clearly evident at every church service, testimony meeting, and online gathering. There isn't a shred of a sense of who is the greatest among the group. And the inspiration that I have and continue to receive each week has spurred on my deeper study of Christian science, which is such an unspeakable blessing. Thank you all. I am truly grateful tonight for those readings. In Christian science, we, we sometimes, we call it Christian science jargon. We can banter words around, and certainly a phrase that's well known amongst us is that we are the child of God. In tonight's readings, and I will say especially in the Mrs. Eddy section, she goes deep into what that means. And it is nothing less than awesome when we realize that we truly are a child of God, well, it's the most wonderful blessing that ever could be bestowed upon any of us. And again, so often we just read through things, read through science and health, even the Bible, as if we know it, without really saying, no, I don't know it, and I need to know it. I need to know what these words mean because they are life-changing and revolutionary. The inspiration for this topic came from um, Louise in Missouri, who that was the last testimony I read from her, who has a horse stable. She had sent me a testimony. It had been in the 2001 Sentinel, and it was about a man who... Um, well, he'd been having an operation, and he, he died on the operating table, but then came back and um, lived to tell about it. And then several years later, he was experiencing heart trouble. And it said, I'm going to read part of it, the experience of having passed on never left my thought 
but a few years after I retired from the Navy, I started having problems with my heart. I called a Christian Science practitioner and asked her to pray with me for healing. I saw her every week and we prayed together, and I talked to her every day. But she only gave me one passage to study, and this was what was read tonight. Self-renunciation of all that constitutes a so-called material man and the acknowledgement and achievement of his spiritual identity as the child of God is science that opens the very floodgates of heaven whence good flows into every avenue of being, cleansing mortals of all uncleanliness, destroying all suffering, and demonstrating the true image and likeness. There is no other way under heaven whereby we can be saved, and man clothed with might, majesty, and immortality. Mary Baker Eddy, Miscellaneous Writings, page 185. And he goes on to say, I looked up every word in that passage to see if there were related references to study in the Bible or Mrs. Eddy's writings. I wanted to increase my understanding of the whole concept of what she was saying. Every day and all the time, I was reading and memorizing this passage. So I continued to study every word, but for about a year, I continued to get worse. Then one day, I was walking across the plaza where I worked and stopped breathing and collapsed into a bench. If people saw me, they must have thought I was resting in the sunlight. But I thought, I'm passing on, and this time I'll see what's behind that door. Then this passage I've been studying really hit me in a different way. Up until now, I had been thinking about the child of God, even though I had been claiming to be one. All of a sudden, I saw that I was the child of God. I started thinking as though I was the child of God with the mind of God as my mind. And I saw heart trouble as something that just was not true. I was healed and I've never been bothered with heart problems since. Someone may say that it took a long time for that healing to come, but God measures time according to the good that is appearing in our lives. So I was not keeping a record of the time. As I focused on the good that was coming into my life, I began to see more of my spirituality. And when the healing came, I saw it was a result of my increasing understanding that my health, which really has its foundation in spirit, had always been perfect. These experiences have helped me tremendously in helping other people because I know there is no death. This is the power of one statement, one powerful statement understood that I am the child of God and what that means. So please remember this. Don't just read the jargon, talk the jargon, and not really understand it. Take it in, pour over our textbook, prose works, the Bible, 
Do as this guy did. Look up definitions. Make it yours, and you will find it has a healing power unspeakable. This is the power of Christian science. I am so grateful for this. I'm so grateful to be here tonight to know that we're all alive and kicking awake and well and grateful for this wonderful science. Dear Mrs. Eddie, Christ Jesus, and I'm grateful to be with you all tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the second verse, hymn number 374. We thank thee and we bless thee, O Lord of all above, that now thy children know thee as everlasting love. And love is not the author of discord, pain, and fear. O love divine, we thank thee that good alone is here. Hymn number 374.